Jesus told the devil it is written that you don't bow to any you bow to only the Lord and him alone shall you serve and he's the reason for this gathering he's the reason the Bible says that everything was made by him and through him and for him the Bible says that in the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things and I want you to work, lift up your hands and let's worship God again in this same song honor and worship thank you Lord Jesus Welcome every one of you to the second night of our Abundant Life Summit. The theme is the supernatural. The supernatural. Yesterday we started something which you could refer to as an introduction into the supernatural. We have a message like that, so I don't intend to title yesterday's message Introduction to the Supernatural, but rather Understanding the Supernatural. And we actually laid some foundation. We said the word for supernatural in the Greek in which the New Testament was originally written, is the word pneumaticos, which means relating to the spirit, or which is about the spirit. So the word spiritual and the word supernatural are the same. We agreed that the term 
spiritual or supernatural refers to that which is not physical or carnal or humanly, but that which is ethereal as opposed to the gross. But we said that the word supernatural, pneumaticos, that particular word refers to the entire scope of the supernatural. Because that word could be used for human spirit activity and it could refer to angelic or demonic activity and it could refer to divine activity. And the very word Paul used before using the word pneumaticos or the spiritual when he said, now concerning the spiritual, the word concerning there is the word for properly or through or all over. So I explained that Paul said, you know what, we're talking about the supernatural properly or all through or all over. In other words, we're not just talking of one scope of the supernatural and angelic activity, but we're talking about everything that is a spiritual activity. Did we say that yesterday? So we look at the whole scope of the supernatural or the spiritual realm. And uh, we said the first realm is God's realm. There's a realm for divine activity, the oppressions of God. Hidden from any demon, hidden from any principal power, hidden from the closest angel to God. Which the princes of this earth did not know. Lucifer didn't know it even in his glory. It was hidden. There's a realm of divine activity that is concealed, that is a mystery to everything created. And people of God, though the Bible says that the works of the Lord were finished from the creation, Jesus said, my father worked hitherto I work. There is an ongoing divine activity and an operation of God that is concealed from demons. But that's not my emphasis. I'm just trying to say that there is a realm of divine activity and that happens within the Godhead. It happens in the Holy Spirit. Honey, I want you to understand that God himself is so big, he's a realm on his own. Because before he created a spiritual realm, he is. And there were a lot of activities happening in that realm, long, 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 before eternities were created. Then we have the second realm of the supernatural, which is the realm for angelic activity, both fallen and risen angels. Now, I know people feel it's wrong to just rob all of them into one. Well, I'm not robbing all of them into one. The Bible talking about Lucifer at one time. It says angels who are higher in authority. Does not bring a railing accusation. Against the devil. But he simply said the Lord rebuke you. Angel Michael. Couldn't challenge Lucifer. Because he was also just an angel. Like the devil. So he had to say. The Lord rebuke you. You see why some of the angels. Can be blocked and chalked and even arrested because they're all angels interestingly we operate by the grace of god we are allowed to partake in the divine nature and our weapons are mighty through god so we're able to employ god himself in the battle that is why we're able to empower angels to outwit demons as we speak the word and as we prophesy. Anyway, that is also not my emphasis. I'm just saying that there is a second realm, which is the realm of angelic activity, which is the second realm of the supernatural. And then we have the last realm, which is the realm of your human spirit. Now, your human spirit is a spirit being in every sense and has power to engage the supernatural. When we think about man, we think about man in terms of the fallen man. And so, then comes with the limitations of the flesh. 
But you see, you need to understand the mystery of man. They ask, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? You've made him a little lower than Elohim. That was the original. And you have crowned him with glory and honor and you have placed all things under his feet. And the Bible says, in that he placed all things under his feet. There was nothing left that he did not put under his feet. In other words, total dominion was given to man over the earth. Over this planet called earth. And Paul said, but now we see not all things put under him. Then he said, but we see Jesus, the other man, the real man, the last Adam, the real man God had in mind. We see Jesus, that man, and he seed us, you and I. Crowned with glory and honor. And it pleased God that he should taste death for every man. We know that in the recreation or regeneration or the adoption, what happened was we were recreated in the image and in the very nature of Jesus. So we are the man that God talked about that are actually God's. But still living in the limitation of the flesh. Waiting for the adoption of our bodies. Because your body must also experience regeneration. Your body will be born again. Let me say this. There was a first creation. God knew exactly what was going to happen. So he made it the way it was. Incredible as the first creation is. I'm talking about the Milky Ways, the galaxies, the constellations, the stars. The never ending universe. Incredible as the first creation is. The second creation, which is the new creation, compared to the old creation... Or the old creation, rather, compared to the new creation, is nothing. And the new creation is the new man. God has delivered us from the bondage of corruption. He has delivered us from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. But our bodies will also experience the adoption. We groan in this body, waiting for the adoption, to wit the redemption of our bodies. And the whole of the old creation will also go through adoption. In the first creation, the things were made. In the second creation, they are born. Sonship, which is adoption, which is the liberty of the spirit, will be given to all creation. When you got born again, God changed your realm and your vital experience. You have become like God in every way, except the container. So you are seated in heaven, but you are here on earth, just like God Himself. And you are in another realm of world, which is you are in God's realm. You are living in God long before the creation of a new heaven and a new earth. In theology, we have the nature of God and we have the attributes of God. Two of the vital attributes of God relevant to our subject is God's transcendence and his immanence. Two important words about the attributes of God. The word transcendent is from the word to transcend. It means beyond and above normal human or physical experience. It's an English word which means excellent and beyond. But in theology... 
it refers to God existing apart and beyond the material and created universe. God lives beyond and apart. He doesn't need the sustenance of anything in creation to exist. And he's very comfortable in himself. That's his transcendent. Interestingly, oh, I love you, Jesus. God is also immanent. And the word immanent means inherent. What it means is that and in theology of God, it refers to that characteristics of God that makes him operate and live within the things he has created, always pervading and sustaining them. So though God has created a thing, he's living in the thing and moving in through them to sustain them. How important is this? We can't talk about the supernatural if we don't talk about this aspect of God. Because that is exactly what the Holy Spirit is doing constantly. Otherwise, nothing is going to work. It's God who worketh in you. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Let's look at it this way. The realm of God is in himself. Not outside him. Outside him is what we call the second realm. Within God, or God himself, is a realm. He's a world in himself. Let me borrow a less intense word that can help us appreciate what I'm saying. God is a world in himself. That's a poor expression, but let me just say that. God is a world in himself. You see how it's so hard for us to even get this thing. Because we need a realm to live in and to be sustained by breath, oxygen, and things. And then when we talk about life, it is just limited to the characteristics of living things which separates them essentially from inorganic material. In other words, respiration, nutrition, movement, and some few things. So, our understanding of life is just mere activity or existence. But when God talks about life, He's talking about all that he is and his manifestation. So death also is not just the cessation of life. But it is all that the devil is, including the cessation of life. In other words, when you are outside God, oh, you think you are living, but you are actually dead. You think you are existing, but you don't exist. Because the reality of existence is only in God. And the flow of that essence and the fulfillment of the very purpose for the existence of whatever it is. Let me reframe it so you can get it. God created everything for a purpose. And the life of that thing is the fulfillment of of that purpose or the achievement of that purpose when that purpose is not achieved the thing is merely existing but doesn't have life because taflache is useless okay taflache means kafra and kafra means uh, pardon me to say what am i doing this is not philosophy and this is also not metaphysics. I want you to appreciate the capacity of what we have been made or what we are dealing with. When God created the world, and of course, when I say the world, immediately we start thinking about all the things we can see in the physical. But when God created everything, spiritual and physical, God's creation was not just the final product. 
we're talking about the purpose the intentions and the energies the virtues that were wired into the created thing so everything god created he created with a purpose and when he created a thing he had already deposited something in the creatures which are akin to their purpose actually he released into them the potential to achieve their purpose all those creatures were supposed to operate in the confines of the purpose of god in a realm of the purpose of god outside that realm is death the thing is there but it's useless you don't understand it doesn't achieve any purpose it actually goes to even destroy things so everything had to align with that one purpose which is christ so look at it what happens is that everything was created in christ for christ so anything that is outside christ immediately goes out of the realms of purpose and performance it gets into the realm of corruption adulteration abuse what a devil did was to disjoint disconnect creation from its true source and scope or realm of performance i'm saying that when you remove this eyeball from its socket it is almost useless because it's supposed to function in an environment So, the realm in which God wants everything to live, whether it's a plant or an animal or human being, is the realm of Christ. Not necessarily earth or heaven. He's supposed to live in an environment called Christ. Jesus is that world. Everything is supposed to live inside. What the devil did was to disconnect us from Jesus and say, you can live without him. Plant, you can grow without him. Animal, you can live without him. People, you can live without him. And so... We are moving and so we think we are alive. A lot of activities and so we are alive. But what we are doing, it's called corruption. It's an adulteration. And plenty of abuse. Because everything is now doing what is not created for. It's disjointed. Now, the restorative process was not just as simple as putting everything back into christ because a lot of things had gone wrong it was a very difficult and a complex process so first god had to introduce divinity by his word into creation so the word became flesh it's not just for human beings though for creation the bible says in colossians 1 20 that the blood reconciles all things things not all people the blood was not just for human beings all things both things in heaven and things on earth so he had to introduce divinity into creation and we thought that was all he had to work the essence of that divinity work it until he feels all things you need to understand that in the ages to come the error must not reoccur. there should be no devil anywhere or a sin anywhere or temptation anywhere or space for its reoccurrence so now god had to refill all things even in a way that it was not from the beginning this is beautiful so jesus decided to go on this mission the mission impossible is not tom cruise is this one man it was crazy so he stepped into it 
You think God is not powerful enough to whisk his hand and everybody's saved? To do this and everybody's healed? Do this and everybody... This is not magic. It's reality. So when Jesus came as the seed of God, and we don't have time to go into the details, the sperm of God is the word of God. To beget sons of God. Honey, we are not considered children of God. In the Old Testament, faith was reckoned. They just counted the people righteous. Faith was reckoned. It was counted. They were considered righteous. In the New Testament, righteousness is imparted. It is the vital life of God introduced. The real thing, God himself. So it's not that we are considered sons of God. People of God, you're not considered a son of God. And I'm not saying that disrespectfully. I'm saying that you are not just considered as a son of God. You are a son of God because the sperm of God gave birth to you in the new birth. That's what I'm saying. You are actually a son of God proper. All things were made by him. Talking about the word. And without him was not anything made that was made. I told you in the original. He didn't say without him was not anything created. Without him was not anything made that was made. He said he was existence. And the power to be, the ability to be, finds itself in him. In other words, nothing can even exist without him. Anything that exists outside him, it's fake, it's not real, it's temporal, transient, it's just a matter of time, it will fade out. Or it will exist abnormally as opposed to the divine agenda. Then he said, in him was life. Actually, the original said, what came to be of him was life. Everything that happens with God is called life. Everything that the manifestation of God is life. That's why we are talking about abundant life. We are not talking about mere existence. We are talking about overflowing life. Anything that makes life life and in abundance. Joy unspeakable, peace that passes understanding, clean conscience, plenty of money, good relationships, bliss. So Jesus went on this mission. To introduce divinity into everything. So he descended, ascended. He descended and went to the lower parts of the earth. That he might feel all things. Listen. The air will be filled. Time will be filled. Eternity will be filled. People of God. The visible will be filled. The invisible will be filled. The whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of God. As waters fill the sea. A time is coming when you squeeze anything, God will come out. But it was necessary that the essential essence of God, which is the Holy Spirit, must flow through. Hallelujah. That is where the Holy Spirit comes in. Listen, what Jesus did was to represent the old creation. By the way, Jesus is big enough to carry everything into himself. The Bible says, it pleased God that in him all fullness should dwell. Not just that. Then he says, in him dwell the fullness of the God that bought delay. So he had a capacity to put the whole of the old creation into himself. When Jesus died and was buried, they buried the old creation. Then this was what happened. There was a work of God. We call it the operations of God. You remember yesterday? The highest act of the spirit. And it is in Colossians 2. 13. For Jesus to be raised. From the dead. It was not just Jesus being raised. You can look at verse 12. 
It was not just Jesus being raised. The whole of the old creation, including us, we were buried. So when God was going to raise Jesus, the Bible says he raised Jesus by the glory of the Father. We are talking about all the energies in God. All the wisdom in God. All the love of God. The whole glory of God in the first creation. You know, God did not release all his wisdom. Actually, the Bible tells us in the New Testament that he hid it. Do you know that when God was creating the earth, he had already finished creating the heavens. And the angels were there. They were clapping when they saw the earth being created. So God did not release the exceeding greatness of his power in the first creation. It was small energy. The real wisdom of God was hidden from the first creation. It was not expended in the first creation. But in the second creation, which is the resurrection of Christ, which becomes a new eternal order, you have to understand this. The error must not reoccur. It is something for the billions and billions and trillions of eternities that there was supposed to be just one act that perfects everything forever. Just one act. And that happened when God raised Christ from the dead. Listen. God just took in one deep breath and with all the energy he ever has, release that into raising christ and in that resurrection was a recreation of a new permanent order heavens and earth in which there will be no blemish reality of what happened we assess or appropriate or enjoy by the oppressing of faith faith is the oppression the work of God so when a man believes instantly the holy spirit rushes into the spirit man the inner man of the person and actualizes what happened to jesus and what happened to the whole of the creation he actualizes that experience in the life of that man instantly what that means is that as soon as you believe by faith you experience what jesus experienced you actually are risen from the dead like the way christ was risen from the dead that is what this scripture is saying buried with him in baptism wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operations of god who had raised him from the dead now in the wisdom of god the physical is supposed to be a seed of the spiritual. Let me say this to you. God is a wise God. He oppressed by his principle of seed. Everything God does, he will leave a seed in it. But God chose the physical to be a seed for the supernatural. This is what everybody should know. That's why usually if you want to sow a spiritual seed, it will be a physical thing you will do. The Bible says it is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. It should have been your spirit. But it has to be a body. Because the body serves as a seed. It says if you are partakers 
or if you are partakers of their spiritual thing is it so great if they partake of your natural things in fact he said they are depth as they are verily because once you because the physical becomes a seed for the supernatural those of you who are not born again you must do that now once you are alive physically because this is where you sow the seed of eternity when you die now Jesus said to Nicodemus you must be born again I wanted to revise yesterday's note I just mentioned the first thing because I wrote like 10 things I said yesterday I just mentioned the first one and then I move on to this explanation but to close because my time is telling me I have 10 minutes that operation which we say is the highest level of spiritual activity yesterday we said that there are three levels of spiritual activity manifestation, ministration, and operations and the bible is saying faith is an operation The word operation is workings, mighty workings. So when it comes to the supernatural, we know that the key players in the supernatural is God, which means the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Angels, fallen or unfallen, demons and angels. And then human beings, because we are spirits and we live in a body. We are the players. But we said yesterday that the Holy Spirit occupies the central part of the entire scope of the supernatural. Both God's realm and the second heavens, which is the spiritual realm which he created, where we have angelic activity, and the human domain which is the place of your human spirit and its authority which the Holy Spirit resides in anyway and we also said that the Holy Spirit is always pervading and sustaining his creation so the Holy Spirit is central so we can't talk about the supernatural without understanding the ministry of the Holy Spirit and getting intimate with the Holy Spirit after all the flow of divine energy we call it anointing, but we say it's actually supernatural energy. The flow of that divine energy comes from the Holy Spirit. And we talk about the distinctive varieties of divine endowments. They are all gifts of the Spirit. They are all the Spirit's gratuity. So we are saying that the Holy Spirit is central to all this. People of God, we agreed that instead of trying to look for some demons and chase demons and trying to probe into the second heavens or try to... Let's not confuse the spectacular with the supernatural. There are a lot of things that are spectacular but may not be the Spirit of God at all. And God wants us to just insist on playing in the playing field which is in the body which is Christ and also using the Holy Spirit or, or using the power or the grace that the Holy Spirit provides we said that right alright but the last thing is the climax we go to and our climax is what the faith of the operations of God. Everybody say the faith of the operations of God. Once the Holy Spirit is central in every supernatural experience, there is no supernatural experience that the Holy Spirit is not involved in. Actually, the Holy Spirit searcheth all things. Yeah, even the deep things of God. He searches out everything 
and reduces it to its essence. What the Holy Spirit does is, he will take the devil and reduce him to the devil. He will bring everything out of him. That's what he's doing now. A time will come, iniquity will be finished. Sin will finish, literally. They're just buying time to bring out the last. <laughs> when the man of sin is revealed, then you see it. The mystery of iniquity will be finished. He takes man and reduces man to man. And he takes God and glorifies him as God. That's his nature. He's the spirit of truth and that's what he does. So he searches all things or searches all things. Yeah, the deep things of God. So the Holy Spirit is central to the supernatural. Let's bring it down. So if I want supernatural energy, Holy Spirit. If I want to engage the angels, Holy Spirit. If I cast out demons, it will be by the finger of God. The finger of God is the power of God, which is the Holy Spirit. Once the Holy Spirit is central to the supernatural, faith becomes that act of God that drives the supernatural because faith is actually the operation of the Spirit. You know, I know a lot of charismatics, almost 90% of all charismatics know that faith is an act of the Word of God. But only few believers know that faith is actually the work of the holy spirit we said when the word runs its full course it's called faith but what actually happens is that the word is converted to spirit the word is actually spiritual but it is spirit in the realm of deity so the holy spirit has to run the word bring out its essence so where we are now is faith. Okay, that's where we are now. I just want to show you how faith drives the supernatural. But my time is up. I have two minutes. And I will keep to the time. Two minutes and I'm done. Because I want to use the rest one hour to minister the prophetic. When you read Hebrews 11. You hear of extraordinary men. Actually, there were ordinary men that did extraordinary things. Great feats incredible things and you read and the bible says that elijah was a man because it's so easy to think he was a demigod or a superman or an angel but they say elijah was a man then to emphasize that he said with like passion as us so how come he did great things he called them far from heaven raised dead people parted a whole river did extraordinary things. How did he do that? Bible says he prayed. And yet, you go to the book of Hebrews, and they alluded to his faith, or at least the faith of the woman whose child was raised. Now, somebody built an ark on a dry ground, actually, when there was no rain. An ark that was big enough to contain everybody. He had a global ministry. Everybody was in him. That's how big his ministry was. And maybe we'll talk about diligence. But the Bible says it was faith. Somebody was so holy. He was just walking. It was just holiness. Simple. God said it was faith. By faith, Enoch. Every spiritual activity, every supernatural act, must pass the test of faith to be valid. In fact, you won't move nothing without it. You won't kill a fly without it. Because that's where the word and the spirit merge. That's where the divine and the human intersect. It is faith that drives the supernatural. You want to work miracles? Faith. You want to engage the supernatural? Faith. As we close the teaching part of the ministration. Because God is telling me some things already. And she run, and she run, and Let's go. I can hear you. 
want you to know right now we have no business out there trying to chase anything to look for anything out there Christ is enough for us he's our realm we live in he's our life and in that realm is the life of God and you have the Holy Spirit operating constantly there all you need to do is to love him the way God expands divine energy is by the fruit of the Spirit distribute divine energy is by prayer lift up lift up your hands the supply of the spirit with your heart on Jesus with your faith in Jesus open your mouth and dispense the spirit love him love him open your mouth and pray in the spirit Pray in the spirit. There's healing already here. There's healing available. There's life. There's joy. There's deliverance. There's grace. There's mercy. There's abundance. There's plenty. Just love the Lord. Just love him. Love him. Love him. Just Jesus come on love Jesus love Jesus he's our life he's our life he's our experience he's the life now and the life to come come on worship him love the Lord Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see in a vision God bringing a lot of people into the finishing line. The Lord said, What I start with you, I'll finish it. The Lord said, What I start with you, I'll finish it. one thing that the Lord who has begun a good work in us he will finish it there's no fear in this love we love you Jesus we thank you God we thank you God There's so much happening now because there's a release of divine energy there's a flow of supernatural energy <laughs> asthma is being healed oh the lord is purging iniquity the lord is restoring Thank you, Lord Jesus. Somebody said, I don't have anybody. I don't have a mother. I don't have a father. I don't have a husband. I don't have a friend. God heard you. 
he said as you say to you you have a friend that's taken closer than a brother you have a friend a help to Esther Korosi I see corruption decay giving way to incorruption by the work of the Holy Spirit I see the reviving work of the Holy Ghost the Bible says he quickeneth all things he gives life to everything joy is coming back to your life I see him gathering the Bible says that in the fullness of time he might gather together into one all things everything is aligning back to Christ your success your promotion don't even think about it Jesus is your promotion your childbearing oh why do you think he'll hold back he'll hold you back from giving birth when he gave you abundant life everything is inside that package he's giving you access There's so much joy here. There's so much peace here. Because the Lord is here. You have been qualified to benefit from the glory of God. I see a hand touching. It's a hand of peace. Oh, I see stagnation is over. People of God, we are blessed. We're truly blessed. This is truly an abundant life summit. There's so much life here. There's abundant life here. There's security here. There's security here. There's peace here. Whatever you want to tell him, tell him. Maybe you're just praising him. <laughs> tell him you mean everything to me, Jesus. You are my friend. You are my Lord. You are my world. keep the same song for me for a while you are my world you are my world place your hand on your chest now listen the Lord wants you to know that there is somebody who truly loves you genuinely without any agenda he's not going to benefit anything from you he's not loving you because he has another reason there is somebody who loves you genuinely who truly loves you beyond reason he cannot be tired of your sin or tired look your mother can get tired of you your father can get tired the guy who says he loves you so much he will die for you he can get tired of you But there is somebody who loves you genuinely. He loves you without condition. He loves you genuinely. And listen, some of you have really never felt that love. And that is what the Lord is giving you in this abundant life summit. The Bible says, Hope does not delude because the love of God is shut abroad in our hearts. By the Holy Spirit. There's a friend that's seeking closer than a brother. He's your life. He's your light. He's your glory. He's the lifter up of your head. And just one more minute, I want you to just 
look into his face and whisper to him you are my best friend you are my future the future is not tomorrow is the one who was who is and who is to come the one who lives forever the Bible says the eternal life that was with the father he was manifested <laughs> he is the eternal life eternal life is not the longevity of life eternal life is the reality of life thank you God there's so much presence of God here. Full of the fruits of the Spirit. Full of love, joy, peace, patience. And people, something is being imparted. Paul said in Romans 1, 11, I long to see you that I might impart some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. impart bestow bestow equality God is imparting equality his love he's transforming he's establishing you with his love he's establishing you with his joy now I want you to know That he is always here with you. You know, you will stumble, but you will fall. You will fall, but you will not be utterly cast down. Traps that the enemy meant to kill you, you walk through. I love you, Jesus. Finally, just raise those hands. There's a strong anointing here. People are being healed of asthma. There's a wound. There's a wound that is being healed. There's a wound that is being healed. eyesight are being corrected. I see people's eyes healed. I see abdominal cases completely healed. I see surgical cases, surgical wound being healed. I see restoration coming for people who have suffered from stress. Terrible stress. I see weaknesses convert to strength. I see your tears becoming joy, tears of joy. Bible says weeping and sighing will flee away, and it's happening now. Thank you, Jesus. If I call your case, if I said anything that relate to you, just walk to the altar quickly. I want to minister to you. If I mention any case right now that relates to you, walk to me quickly. Your eye, your abdomen, a surgical wound, another wound, stress. You're just recovering from intense stress. Asthma. Two people completely healed. Oh, profitable. This is profitable. The Bible says that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Jesus is visiting you. Jesus says your home is my home. I'm coming to your home, said the Lord. The Lord will use you in this nation and overseas. 
mightily in two overseas nations. The Lord said, do not be afraid because darkness is fleeing away. Thank you. Young lady, you have the call of God on your life. And said the Lord, I will preserve you. Be all that go and stop be lamish by a galatel and the doubt and boost clash it die. Griende said, I see, I see a prophetic grace and your masters all receive grace. Man of God, God is healing you. God said, Do not be worried, you will not die, you will rather raise the dead. The Lord is anointing with unusual ministry. God is introducing you to the power gifts, the gifts of signs and wonders, brother. Congregation, you can be seated. The Lord is introducing you to the ministry of signs and wonders. And with great prophetic gifts and mantle. And the Lord will use you for great works.